What's up, everybody? Thank God it's Friday. Thank God it's Friday. Welcome to my um, Faith Field Fridays. You know, I have a name for each day, guys. <laughs> Faith Field Fridays. This is the day where I give the most powerful, explosive testimonies, and I'll do more than one podcast on Friday. So, hey, thank you for joining in with me. We've got a great show today, guys, so stay tuned with me. Stay tuned with me so you can listen, but I do want to start out with some prayer and some Bible study because I think that Bible study is very important. A lot of people avoid that and they won't pick up the Bible or study it or research it or they don't understand it. So I think it's very important on your journey to Christ uh, and on your journey with Christ. Okay, remember people, knowledge is acquisition of information. Wisdom is how you apply that information using God's words. So, you know, um, I'm here for it. Um, If I can help you guys in any way with Bible study, just let me know. Like I said, guys, please subscribe to my YouTube channel, Followers of Christ. You'll be able to contact me there. You'll have contact info there or my email and everything. Ask me any questions, you know, um, that you want. I haven't done a lot with that channel yet, but it's new as well as this podcast. I'm working on it, guys. I'm working on it. Because you know my goal is to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ across the world. That is my goal in Jesus' name. Thank you. So, okay. Um, If you guys get your Bible out, I'm going to give you a minute to get your Bible. And I'll do that uh, Jeopardy music. Okay, (laughs) I hope you guys got your Bibles ready. See, guys, I want us to have fun on this podcast, too. You know, um, a lot of people think, oh, if you're saved, it's going to be boring. You can't do anything. You can't have fun. Yes, you can. You can still have fun. You just, you know, um, don't do the evil things you're not supposed to do. And, And that's what's hard, huh? That's what's hard for a lot of people. Yeah, just don't do the evil things that you're not supposed to do. You can still laugh, smile, crack jokes, have fun. You know, you can still do all of that. So, okay, what I want to do today is because I just realized this Bible that I bought. In the back, it has um, a prophecy section. Um, What it does is it has the prophetic scripture, the subject, and then it has the fulfilled part of the prophetic scripture. Okay, so it's showing you how the Bible gives prophecy and how it fulfills it as well. Okay, and so um, the subject, this one I'm starting out with the crucifixion of Christ. This is many different subjects on on his crucifixion. So um, I want you guys to get your Bibles out. You should have them out because I played the Jeopardy music, (laughs) y'all. Okay, so um, the first scripture is Isaiah 53:12 That is Isaiah 53:12 And so while you guys are doing that please close your eyes let's pray 
Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this glorious morning. Thank you for this glorious day. We praise you. We love you. We respect you. We give you all the glory, Heavenly Father. And dear Jesus, Jesus, we love you. We thank you for the love that you have shewed upon us in Jesus' name. And we just pray that you will forgive us for our sins. We repent of our sins. We repent, O oh Lord. And we ask for the protection of your mighty angels that you send them upon us today Lord and everyone who listens to this may you touch their life and whatever they need whether it's health finances or they're having trouble with their kids or whatever it may be Lord may you come into their lives and bless them and see them through you know I pray in Jesus' name, Lord, that you protect me and my family today and watch over us in Jesus' name. Yes, Lord, I plead the blood of Jesus over this podcast, over this journey that I'm on, Lord. And I just ask that you go before me and open doors and help me with this because, Lord, you know what it is that I'm doing. You know what I'm trying to do. And you know that I love you. And I praise you and I thank you in Jesus' mighty holy name. Amen. Okay, guys. So, um, I'm sure you all should be on Isaiah 53, 12 by now. So, I'm going to start reading. This is the prophetic scripture. Okay. Therefore, I will divide him a position with the great and he shall divide the spoil with the strong because he poured out his soul unto death and he was numbered with the transgressors and he bore the sin of many and made intercession for the transgressors well who's the transgressors guys and who did he bore the sin for because he poured out his soul until death you hear that when Jesus was on the cross who was on the two crosses next to him is the one on each side of him okay so the subject is crucified with malefactors with malefactors I'm sorry and so let's go for the prophetic scripture fulfilled part to this and let's read Mark 15 27 and 28 that's going to be Mark 15 27 and 28 and it reads with him they also crucified two robbers one on his right and the other on his left So the scripture was fulfilled, which says, and he was numbered with the transgressors. You hear that? Mm -hmm. Okay, now this one, the subject on this prophetic um, prophecy is pierced through hands and feet. What was pierced through Jesus' hands and feet? Nails. I I talked about this in... um, on Tribulation Thursday yesterday. Nails were. So this is Zechariah 12.10. Zechariah 12.10. And it reads, And I will pour on the house of David and on the inhabitants of Jerusalem the spirit of grace and supplication, 
then they will look on me whom they pierced. Yes, they will mourn for him as one mourns for his only son, and grieve for him as one grieves for a firstborn. Wow. Wow. They pierced him. Now they were sticking their swords in his in his side and and in different places on him. They pierced him with the sword. The Roman soldiers did. Okay, so let's let's listen to the prophetic scripture fulfilled to that. It's John twenty twenty seven. John twenty twenty seven. Then he said to Thomas, Reach your finger here, and look at my hands, and reach your hand here, and put it into my side. Do not be unbelieving, but believing. Okay. The next one is when Jesus, this is still, remember, this is the crucifixion of Jesus. This is when he was sneered and mocked. This is the prophetic scripture. It's Psalms 22, 7, and 8. All those who see me ridicule me. They shoot out the lip. They shake the head, saying, He trusted in the Lord. Let him rescue him. Let him deliver him, since he delights in him. You hear that? All those who see me ridicule me. They shoot out the, the lip. They shake the head, saying, He trusted in the Lord. Let him rescue him. Let him deliver him, since he delights in him. They're mocking Jesus. Oh, well, since you believe in God so much, since you're the Lord, since you're this and that, let him save you. Let You know, okay, so let's listen to the prophet. This is what they were basically saying. Let's listen to the prophetic scripture fulfilled on that, and that's going to be Luke 23.35. Again, that's Luke 23.35. And it reads... And the people stood looking on, but even the rulers with them sneered, saying, He saved others, let him save himself, if he is the Christ, the chosen of God. You hear that? Yeah, it's these, you know, and I know this is how it reads in here, prophetic scripture, and then it reads subject, and then fulfilled. But... What I'm reading and what I'm looking at, in each one of these, I see confirmation. You know, like yesterday, I was telling you guys, it'll always be confirmation. I see confirmation. Okay. Um, the next one is, was reproached. That's the subject. So let's read the prophetic scripture for it. It's in Psalms 69.9. Psalms 69.9 And it reads, Because zeal for your house has eaten me up, and the reproaches of those who reproach you have fallen on me. The, pro- the prophetic scripture fulfilled is Romans 15.3. 
Romans 15 3 for even Christ did not please himself but as it is written the reproaches of those who reproach you fell on me okay and the next one the, which is the last one we're gonna do for today we're gonna do some more of these um this is Psalm 109 4 Psalms 109 verse 4 as it and the subject is prayer for his enemies in return for my love they are my accusers but I give myself to prayer Psalms sorry Psalms 109 4 Psalm 109 4 in return for my love they are my accusers so what he he gave them love and they became his accusers that's what they gave him in return but I give myself to prayer the Lord says but I give myself to prayer now let's look at the prophetic scripture fulfilled on that Luke 2334 Luke 2334 Let's listen. Then Jesus said, "Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they do." And they divided his garments and cast lots. As they sneered at him, mocked him, accused him falsely, uh, as they pierced nails to his body and hung him on a cross. The love of Jesus, the love within him, said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they do. I, I don't know who has a love like that. I don't know that anybody does. Christ was so perfect. God made him perfect and beautiful and loving and caring. And he sent him into the world. And what did they do? What did they do? They killed him. And he did. He died. Now, I want everybody to know. Christ could have chose to get down at any time. All he had to do is say, Father, I don't want to do this. And everybody on this earth would have went to hell. His love kept him up there. He chose death to give each and every one of us life. I want you to let that sink in. I want you to think about that. I want you non-believers to think about it. This is why I want everybody on my channel. I want you non-believers to think about it. Christ chose death to give you life. Yet you reject him. Where do you think that will lead you? It's 
sleep on it, think about it, pray about it. Christ chose death to give you life, yet you reject him. You reject his beautiful love. And those of us that don't, those of us that love him, all I can say is it's a beautiful thing. I'm in love with Christ. He's my love. He's my greatest love. He's the love of my life. I love Jesus. Praise Him. Praise Him. Give Him all the glory that He deserves. Because He deserves it all. All right, y'all. So, hey. I want to get started on our testimonies today because we got some powerful ones. Yeah, you know me. I'll go get the best for my peeps. <laughs> yeah, well, I got some powerful ones, though, guys. Um, today, I started on rappers um, changing their life and giving their life to Christ. And they talk about the music industries and how they have been... Um, confronted by evil, you know, uh, to join for money and power and fame. Yeah, I think you guys got to hear it. It's powerful. So I'm going to get the first one started. Um, this guy, you know, guys, I do listen a lot to 700 Club. So uh, shout out to them. That's where I got this testimony from. So, you know, you might want to check them out sometime. They have great testimonies on there. Um, but this guy's name, I think, is Mussolini. He was a rapper, but he's going to tell you all about himself. And you guys listen. Here we go, guys. Well, welcome to 700 Club Interactive. Today we're talking about the power of words and how what you can say can bring encouragement or defeat. Minister, a rapper from Florida, learned that lesson when friends challenged him to confess his allegiance to Satan no one was ready for the power his response would bring, not even him. Uh, my name is Minister. Um, I grew up on the streets of Tampa Bay, Florida, uh, basically where I'm from. My granddad owned a nightclub on one side of the street, and my dad owned a nightclub on the other side of the street. During my childhood, my mom was addicted to crack, like basically my entire childhood. But sometimes when she was off of her binges or whatever, she would attempt to go to the local church uh, and, you know, try to get plugged in, but it wasn't really like life in that church. It was more religion and tradition. And so the same thing just kept on happening. It was just, it was just repeat pattern. Age 13, I started selling marijuana. Um, age 17, I ended up catching like three strong arm robbery charges. I was in, the, in and out of juvenile uh, detention centers, uh, house arrest, probation, uh, went to juvenile boot camp, aftercare programs. I uh, just had a lot of you know, run-ins with the law. I started rapping professionally in 1996. Um, during this time, I was listening to a lot of gangster music, uh, rap music, and I heard the rappers talking about selling their souls. I heard this one individual talking about how he was talking back and forth to the devil, and the devil was propositioning him to sell his soul in exchange for fortune and fame. 
I got my first record deal in 97. My roommate was selling crack and I was uh, smoking weed sun up to sun down. Um, alcoholic at the time, um, eating the ecstasy, you know I mean, the drugs just, I just, I was addicted. It was just a party lifestyle, basically 24-7. One night I was in my home studio recording with a bunch of people that I know, a lot of my friends. It had to be like eight to 10 people in the studio this night. And it was just, it was just weird to me. I just knew something just felt uh, different. And I had heard some of my friends saying the same thing that I heard some of these rappers saying in some of the songs that I was literally rapping on with them. They were saying that they were selling their souls as well. But, you know, being lost, you just think it's a lot of wordplay. I didn't realize that they were literally selling their souls. And it came down to it that demonic spirits actually began to speak through some of my friends. One dude actually even came up and had a wad full of money and said, man, don't you want to make all this money? And so it would go from person to person, like sitting around like a devil would begin to just speak through each person telling me in order for me to take my career to the next level, I would literally have to give myself over, bow down and worship Satan. But first of all, I was scared. But I knew if this was happening, uh, Satan was real. I knew that Jesus was real. I knew that God was real. I had my pad out. My, we had beats playing in the background because we were writing. We had a home studio. And I began to just apologize to God for the lifestyle I was living. I don't, I don't even know how I even got to the point where I knew I had to repent. I, I just knew I just had to. So as I began to repent, like I would just read that apology out loud and just apologize to God for the way I was living. And every time I would do it, a person would literally get up and leave my house. After I wrapped all of them out of my house, I had a little sawed-off shotgun that I sleep with up under my mattress. I, I went and got it from up under my mattress, and I was going to go commit suicide because I just didn't see another way out. But I heard a voice say, you need to go to your mom's house. Now, to this day, I probably think it was an angel. I'm not really sure, but I went. And my mom, she wasn't like on fire for God at the time or none of that. But when I came in and she saw the gun and I started to tell her what was going on and what I was experiencing, uh, she said, boy, you better pray. And she went in the room, she pulled out the Bible and she opened it up to the 23rd Psalm. All I saw was the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. I went in the room, my old room at my mom's house, got on my knees and I wholeheartedly uh, repented and asked Jesus to be my Lord and my savior. For the next seven days, I continued to hear like demonic voices actually in the voice of my friends uh, still propositioning me to sell my soul. I didn't know nothing, but I just kept standing on Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And I just stood. And on the last day, seventh day, I was completely delivered. One of the first scriptures that really like jumped out of the Bible to me is Proverbs 18:21. Death and life is in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. So I started realizing the death that I was not only uh, bringing upon myself by the things I was speaking and, of course, living, but also the death that I was uh, bringing upon other people just by the music I was creating. As far as music was concerned, I was through. But as I began to seek God, I started getting in the Word, started praying, and, and He began to reveal Himself to me. And He also started to reveal myself to me in Christ. He, he told me, He was like, look, you just go for me. Uh, you are going to be my echo in the earth. So whatever I say to you, you just go and you just preach it on the, the rooftop. At the time, I was a rapper by the name of Sinister. And he just said, you just change that S into an M and you go for me.
God's word will never pass away, and it works. I mean, his word works, and is his word changed me, and I know it'll change other people, so I stick to the script. I stick to the script. His words. All right, guys, so you heard that. That was powerful. That was powerful. I mean, he's telling you what's in the industry. This is why, you know, um, before I got saved, I was a Beyonce fan. And um, when I say I was a Beyonce fan, I was a Beyond member. I would be ready to literally fight you if you say something about Beyonce. And, um, you know, when I got saved... Guys, I realize, I truly realize that I don't worship anyone but Christ. Like, I'm a fan of Jesus Christ. Because man will let you down every time. And something started speaking to me in my spirit about Beyonce. You know, and it wasn't good. And I didn't want to be involved in in anything with Hollywood music or any other music is demonic if you their videos are demonic Beyonce went to Africa and did that video with all the deities and witches and that that whole video was demonic you cannot trust these people you, you a lot of people you want to look up on them and worship them and and take up for them and you've never met them a day in your life this is the way that you should do for Jesus Christ Worship him. Admire him. Take up for him. Not some person on TV that you never met and you don't know what on God's green earth they are into. You don't even know what that music is saying. You know, um, there are messages in, in this music. Oh, yeah. There are messages in this music and they're not all good ones. I tell you that they're not all good messages. So you guys, um, all I'm saying is be be wise. Be wise. Don't uh, don't trust what you see all the time. And you'll hear me say that a lot. Because some of the time, what you see is not even the truth. You know, it's just a simple versade, you know, or mirage to fool you. A lot of trickery out here. A lot of deceit. You hear this guy on this video, this rapper, what did he say? When he first started rapping, what was his name? Sinister. With an S. Until he met the man that, you know, told him, that was helping him get to Christ. All you have to do is change that S to an M. What is sinister? Evil. The music industry is evil. Truly it is. So, this next one is some more um, rappers or ex-gang members as well. 
and they find Christ, and their message is powerful. Um, they do have, they do Christian rap now, so I'm going to play the song for y'all, let you bop a little bit, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's a good song, and uh, I'm going to let you bop a little bit, and then you should hear their testimony. It's powerful. Yeah, I, I, you're going to hear me say that a lot, because I pick the powerful ones for a reason. You know, they're all important, but these types, you know, it's going to touch home with a lot of people. It's going to touch home. Like, that could have been me, you know, that that could be me. So, um, yeah, it's very powerful, and uh, I just want you guys to check it out and enjoy it, and we will talk afterwards, okay? Like a roller coaster. 
Most of he was riding with them killers way before he was a holy roller. But I repent it now, I'm walking in his grace. Just a part of God's army. Now you can call me a holy soldier. Right. Yeah, bossed up like I'm Solomon. Cause Jesus is the boss of all bosses and I follow him. Lead me to where the father's been. The awesome is that don't make you a leader just because you got a following. That's right, that's right. Bow down and got to calling him. And then he came into my heart and he took away all the sins. Now I spit righteousness and really live it. Jesus is the truth. And can't nobody tell me different. I'm Behind me without going through me. You know what I'm saying? 
that's like weird, you know what I mean? But I, I, I know that God had a purpose, you know, God had a purpose for all of us. And, and uh, you know, that, that, that divine intervention, that divine plan was, was, was in, in play, and he, and he was there, you know what I mean? I didn't know it at the time because I was still, you know, lost. But, but um, I know that, that, that God stopped that, stopped that, stopped the bullets from hitting Man, people, people don't understand the power that God has, and, 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 and that, um, that, that, how He changed my heart. You know, that plan from from back then, from now. I, I think about these things. I'm like, man, God had a plan for me. Man. You know what I'm saying? Because that that should have killed me. That, that serious. Cause it was a, it was it was it was a Glock or a 40 cal or something. You know what I'm saying? And, and dude was aiming directly at me. 10 rounds, just on me, just boom, 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 then rolled off, no closer than, what's that, about 10 feet, you know what I'm saying, so, so, so I know, I know that God has a plan and purpose for me, and he got a plan and purpose for y'all too, you know what I'm saying, just let him guide y'all, and seek him, you know what I'm saying, you know, whatever you're doing, whatever kind of, whatever, I come from, I come from gang banging and all that other stuff, all that nonsense, man, but he changed my heart, you know what I'm saying? He transformed me, you know what I mean, to the man that you see today, you know what I mean? And, 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 and he can do the same thing with y'all. So I encourage y'all to, you know, whatever you're going through, frustration, the hate, the, the, the injustice of America, whatever it is that's bothering you, to see God, man, you know what I mean? And let, and let the Lord Jesus Christ save you, save your soul and save your heart and bring you to, bring you to, this, to this place of peace, man. It's serious, man. You know what I mean? Now I'm out pushing up, pushing the gospel. You know what I mean? And, and spreading the word. And, that, and that's what boss is about, man. Boss is about it's busy out saving souls, man. We out here just just preaching the gospel. The boss of all bosses, man, sent us out here, man. Like in fact, the Great Commission sent us out here to, to make disciples and, and bring people towards Him. You know what I mean? To God, to God be the glory. I used to be out here running these streets, you know, acting a fool, you know, selling sacks, carrying pistols, shooting at the police, shooting at other people. You know, matter of fact, right here on this corner, you know, one day, uh, after getting into a confrontation with some guys from my opposite side, you know, we got kind of ambushed in this area, me and two of my, my old friends. And they, I mean, they came from the houses, through the alleys, from behind a bush right over here and in between those houses right over there like five six guys and just just broke out and started shooting you know and my other guys got away so i, I was like a lone target at you know 200 shots being rang out you know and and i got hit in the leg right here on the corner and when i turned to run away my leg turned like a rubber band because my whole bone got got shattered on the inside from my knee down so i couldn't run I remember falling and laying down on the street right there and, and shaking like I, like I got shot in the head or something just so, so, they would, so they would leave and feel like they had did the job. And, you know, eventually they left. You know, after, you know, a, a lot more shots got rang out, man. But, you know, I also remember a, a time I got ambushed right around the corner from here and I wouldn't even look behind me. But I, I just, I just got tapped on my shoulder by something really, really, really hard. And it, it is hard for me to even think about that time. But, you know, 
know some guys were running behind me quietly, one o'clock in the morning, gun pointed, and they, they got really, really close, and, and I happened to look back just because somebody went like this, but there was nobody there. And I, all, I, all I can say is that I feel like, you know, I know 100% actually that, that God did that to save me. I, feel, I call it preserved with a purpose. You know, we, we all come from somewhere, man, you know, and, and some people's lives harder than other lives, but, it, but one way or another it's all hard because it's stained by sin, you know what I mean? And I'm just thankful that now, you know, I can go from being, you know, a tone or, you know, a dinosaur on the streets to, to being, you know, pastor, tone, a minister of the word, serving God and, and trying to bring the truth to the urban communities and everybody else. You know, that's, that's what this is about, man, you know, uh, Bossing up is really about, it's, it's like it's like being in a, a corporate building and, and coming up from the mailroom to an executive position. You know, God lifts you up out of the gutter and brings you to a higher place in Him. And that's what He wants to do for all of us, just to rescue us, you know what I mean? I, I think that our lives and being stained by so much violence and corruption and evil and drug sales and just so much is, is, is just a testimony that anybody can be saved, that anybody can be delivered, that anybody can be you know, brought out of whatever kind of darkness they're in, addiction, whatever kind of trouble. So, you know, we just want to spread the word about how God has, has saved us and how God is moving in our lives, you know, to take us from standing on corners to, you know, standing in pulpits and ministering in word, man, to, you know, preaching from the microphone instead of, you know, battering and, and speaking about all these evil things out here. Like, we were really trying to promote something that people want to destroy, you know. So it's, it's thank God for all the things that, you know, he has done in our lives, man. He's waiting to do another lives, too. Yeah. All right, guys. Those are two very powerful testimonies from some rappers. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the music, uh, you know, and I... Guys, I just enjoy doing this podcast. I enjoy talking about Jesus. I enjoy spreading the word of God, um, spreading the gospel, spreading the true doctrine of Christ. Let me talk a little bit about um, followers of Christ. Uh, I came up with followers of Christ. Um, as I was writing my books and reading and researching, I'm noticing in history um, that the Christian name um, has been given a, a bad run, like, you know, because you got the KKK, a group like the KKK, who runs around and calls themselves white Christians. With that kind of behavior, they murder, rape, kill people for nothing. It's a hate group, yet they call themselves a Christian. And you just don't, you know, that has pulled so many people away from Christianity. And, and then, you know, you have this debate about the color of Jesus and the, that picture that the white man painted of Jesus being snow white. And, and, and so you have many people who go around and, and just off of that picture, they stay away from Christianity. Just from that picture. Okay, so let's talk about it. Okay? Um, KKK are not Christians. They're demons. Hiding behind the word Christianity. 
But people don't, a lot of people don't see that. They don't want to see it like that. They want to see it like, oh, uh, if that's a Christian, I don't want nothing to do with it. And that book, it, 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 it had, um, it was given to the slaves, speaking of the Bible. It was given to the slaves. Well, if you if you don't know, you're going to know now that back then, the slave owners had their own version of a Bible, which was, they took a whole lot of what was in the Bible out, and it's called a slave Bible. It's in museums now. And they only took in, they only left in scriptures that they could control the slaves with okay to make them think that they were supposed to be enslaved and treated like animals and killed and beaten whipped and raped yeah so to make them think that that was okay okay uh they they had taken that bible and they took out a whole lot of stuff and and replaced it with things things that are abomination because you know it clearly says in revelation those who should take away or add (laughs) their names will be taken out of the book of life these people are not christian they're demonic they're demons they have demonic ways they're evil but what i'm saying is you can't take that out on the whole christianity movement You know, that's tricks of the devil. That has nothing to do with Jesus. Jesus loves you. The doctrine of Jesus is real. It was God who freed the slaves. Now, um, I'm sorry, the the slaves back in, I think it was um, 1850-something, and who freed the Israelites from the Egyptians. They were in bondage for 400 years. As for this picture that has lured many people away from Christ, because they said they're not going to worship a white man. Well, that picture's not of Jesus. That's something that the same evil people who made their own Bible to, to trick the slaves drew that picture. There's no description of Jesus in the Bible. God knew what he was doing. He did that for a reason. Okay, and so if it's someone, excuse me guys, if it's someone who's listening to this who can point me to the scripture in the Bible that describes Jesus Christ, please do. Please do. Only thing that we know is back then the people were uh, fair skinned, uh, dark haired, uh, you know, kind of like they look over in the Middle East, or they could have even been black. There's a lot of black people, the Egyptians were black. You know, so, but there, what we do know um, is at that point in time, there were no Europeans over there, okay? No white, white people with blue eyes and, and blonde hair and all. Yeah, that, that's, not, that, that's not possible. So, we know Jesus, at the least, could he either be Middle Eastern, uh, I'm speaking of his look, or, or, or maybe even black, okay? So, what I'm saying to say that is, at this point, it doesn't matter. If people shouldn't worship the picture, they should worship Jesus Christ. It's not about a picture. It's about Jesus Christ. We know nine times out of ten, we know that that picture's not of Jesus, We know who drew that picture. But it's not about the picture. It's about the love Christ had for us when he got on that cross and died for us. 
It's about Him saving us from our own sin. Saving us from our own sinful ways. Saving us from the pits of hell. That's what it's about. It's about how much He loved us. Now, the only description I found to Christ was in Revelation. Um, so let me take that back. There's no de- there's no description of Christ when he was on earth in human form living. But the only description of him is when he comes back. When he comes back for his second coming. Which that description of him, uh, you know, the feet were like brass, burnt brass. And his eyes were like fire and his tongues were swords. That's not human. That's not any race or anything else. That is supernatural. That is immortal. That is powerful. He's a super powerful spirit. That's who Christ is. Every knee shall bow. So you don't worship the picture. You don't worship that. You worship Jesus Christ. You know, you have all these evangelists who, who, who display racist behavior. But they claim that, that they're, they're Christians. You just have so much going on in the churches. And Christ knows it. You know, uh, he says, it's written. You know, all the churches are not the same. It's only um, a couple of churches now that are truly churches, true churches of Jesus Christ where the true doctrine is so what I want to say people I started followers followers of Christ the followers of Christ movement because I don't want people you know, as soon as you say Christian oh the Christians do this, the Christians do that this is not about a name this is not about a name this is about your salvation this is about your faith this is about your belief you believe, you believe that Jesus saved you you believe that he died on that cross for you you believe that he loved you enough to do it that's what this is about People are too caught up in religion. So I say, you know what? I'm a follower of Jesus Christ. Are you a follower of Jesus Christ? Do you follow him, my brothers and sisters? Do you live by his doctrine? His teachings? His true teachings? I'm not talking about in a slave Bible. The evil men have replicated and and altered. I'm talking about the Holy Bible. Do you follow Jesus Christ and the true doctrine of Jesus Christ? Because that is what I'm doing. I'm a follower of Jesus Christ. So join me in the movement. Join me in the movement. So I love you guys. Um... You know, this is (laughs) Faith-Filled Friday, and we're going to have another podcast today with some more great testimonies and some more great speakings for me, some more Bible reading. Don't miss it, guys. Please share. I need your support. Share, share, share as much as you can. 
and follow me here and please go to my youtube channel followers of christ and uh, subscribe and share there as well i appreciate you guys god bless you god bless you and i love you Bye.